Hey guys, hope you're doing well. Cloud with you here, and we're going continuing on through our Race to Life podcast. Now today I've got Kelly Rose. What's up, Kelly? Hello, hello. Now she's so chill, so subdued compared to her husband Brian, which I'm sure many of you all probably recognize in the hallways. You probably hear him first before you see him, right? But but Kelly, you're around too. Like you you you're in the college, and you can talk a little bit more about that. Uh, but you're also you've been in the First Impressions team. I've seen you at the hub every now and then and opening doors and just a friendly, smiling face. So we're glad to have you. And we're glad. I know, Brian, you're listening. (laughs) You're you're the better half, right? He likes getting mentioned. So that's good. Thank you, Cloud. (laughs) Yeah. So uh, if you you don't mind, just tell us a little bit more about what you do here. And then also you can you can just go straight into your salvation story. Cool. So I started working here in the fall of 2019 for the college ministry as the assistant. And now I get to um, help out with the young adult ministry a little bit, too. And that's been a lot of fun. Um, Growing up, the only church I was really exposed to was mass in the Catholic school I attended. And I only went there. My family wasn't Catholic, but I went there because I had a bad experience in the public school in our town. Mm. So they put me and my brother there, and it was good. We had a great um, time in that school. So that was more not really a religious thing. It was more of just the formality of it. Right. It was just for the education part of it and Mm. not necessarily for any God stuff. Gotcha. Um, But, you know, and mass was uh, strange to me because I wasn't religious at all. Um, But that's what I did. And also vacation Bible school in the summertime with my aunt and uncle. That's about all the exposure I had growing up to God stuff and church things. And um, my parents are kind and generous and funny people. They're just, they just weren't into church and they're, they're still not. And so that's a a big prayer for me. Mm -hmm. Um, So about in ninth grade, I started to go to public school and I met some friends and they started taking me to church and I started to learn more about how Jesus wanted to forgive me and be my life, not just a part of my life. Mm. And so in 10th grade, I got baptized, but I did not really kind of understand what was happening. I just thought, okay, this is what you're supposed to do. And a couple of my other friends just did that, so I should do that. <laughs> it's like get in with the crowd, right? Yeah. And so I it, had good— This in- was in Alabama, right? Yes. Okay. And I had good intentions. I just didn't really connect with what was what that really meant. It's what you do, as yeah. you do, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And so, um, I when I was eighteen, I started college. I got really involved with a college ministry that was on my campus, and I got to understand what following Christ was like just more personally. And I realized that I could not name a specific time in my past where I had walked an aisle or prayed the sinner's prayer or anything, but I knew that I had a relationship with God. And I I was just tired of thinking, well, when was that, you Mm. know? So I simply just said, okay, well, I don't want to have that uh, running through my head anymore. So I just prayed to God and I just asked him to give me the confidence in my salvation so I wouldn't have to wonder about that because I, I knew some people knew exactly when that happened with them. Um, I just couldn't figure it out. So from that point on, I knew for sure. And I didn't have to um, worry about it. That is a huge, like, I think that speaks to a lot of people. I've heard that many times. People know that they're a Christian, but they just can't remember that. I mean, when I got saved, I, I know the chair 
<laughs> I was sitting and it was a Tuesday. It was raining out. So like kind of that triggers because yeah. I was a little bit older, but a lot of people, I think, struggle with that. So thank you for identifying. Yeah. Yeah. And I've heard other people say a similar story uh, for themselves, too. So just almost be like putting encouraged. too much pressure on themselves. Yeah. So be encouraged. If that's uh, your story, you know, it's all good. God's got you. Mm. Um, so for that from that point forward, I knew for sure that he'd forgiven me and that I had surrendered everything to him. And then I got baptized when I was 18. So backtrack a little. When I was a tiny baby, my parents had me sprinkled in a Methodist church. Yeah. Um, just, I think, from pressure from their parents. Yeah. <laughs> they didn't really, they weren't really into it. But then, you know, 10th grade baptized. So baptized three times, technically, I guess. Whoa, but, yeah. Uh, yeah, kind of. Yeah. So, yeah, not the sprinkling <laughs> part. But and then also, but not the believer. first two didn't really, yeah. they didn't mean anything to me. But when I was 18, that's mm-hmm. that was that was my choice. And um and just kind of solidifying that I was Christ's um, child. Believer's baptism and, yes. and the symbol of it. Yes, yeah. yes. I understood it at that time a lot more than I did before. Yeah. Um, and when I was first a Christ follower, seriously, when I was 18, my favorite verse was Philippians 1.6. It says, There has never been a slightest doubt in my mind that the God who started this great work in you will keep at it and bring it to flourishing finish on the very day Christ Jesus appears. So I think I was drawn to that verse because I really just wanted someone to be encouraging me toward mm-hmm. something greater than myself to find purpose. And um, I kind of didn't really know that before. And so when I became serious about my walk with the Lord, I realized, hey, he's my biggest cheerleader and um, he wants what's best for me. So I think it's really neat that now I get to work with college ministry mm. because in college, that was just such a pivotal point in my life. Um, I just love being able to see other students in that stage of life and kind of the light bulb going on and um, them becoming more mature and serious about their faith. And during that time, I got to really grow in my faith and um, learn what it was like to show others mm. what Jesus looked like. It's so a good season. Yeah, it was it was great. And I was surrounded in that college ministry by a lot of people who really encouraged me toward um, following him very aggressively and strongly. And um, it just made the biggest difference. And so I love encouraging that and other college students uh, these days. And um, I've been a Christ follower for almost 30 years now, and um, he's always teaching me new things. Uh, I think he uses our children mostly uh, to teach us stuff. We um, have the privilege of adopting both of them when they were infants, and God reminds me how sweet that is, um, that he adopted me. Mm. And um, every time I think of their story or we celebrate the day, the days that we adopted them or held them for the first time is just such a sweet reminder that of how much he cares about us. And um, being his child has never gotten old. I'm grateful for his patience with me and his new mercy I get every morning. He offers that every day to all of us, and I am so grateful. Um, and when the hard days come along, I just have to remind myself that I am not home yet. Mm. That's... When I'm going through something tough, I just love remembering I'm not home yet. It's about perspective. I have to zoom out 
and look at the big picture. Um, my favorite verses that um, pertain to this are 2 Corinthians 4, 16 through 18. They say, therefore, therefore do not give up. Even though our outer person is being destroyed, our inner person is being renewed day by day. For our momentary light affliction is producing for us an absolutely incomparable eternal weight of glory. Mm. So we do not focus on what is seen, but what is unseen. For what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. Amen. Thank you so much for sharing your raised to life story. Yeah. You know, the ending part, I'm, I'm like, mm, preach it, sister, right? <laughs> like, we're not home yet. We're raised to life. That begins now this side of heaven, but we long for the day where that's fully realized by right. Jesus in eternity. So thank you so much for your encouragement. You're thank welcome. you for your story. Thank you just for working with you. <laughs> and y'all have a great day. We'll see you on the next episode.